Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Please help me welcome on Daniel Adams tonight. Daniel Adams, how you doing tonight, bro? Doing good, man. It's good to be back. Man, I'm super, super excited to have you on. I know God's going to move with power. I, I know a lot of people in the chat don't know that we know each other, but guys, we do. Um, we, he, I had him on in March, and it's just crazy, bro. Even from March when I had you on, to see the growth that you've had on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, your in-person events have gone from hundreds to now thousands showing up. It's been incredible, man. I know a lot of you are like, this is the collab we've been waiting for. Super excited to have you on. I would love for you, man. Maybe share a bit about what God is doing, what you're seeing God do, and then some of your testimony for all the new people that are just jumping on or joining our streams. Maybe just share some of your testimony so people get an idea of who you are. Yeah, man, it's been, it's, it's really changed a lot since I was last on here. Like, you know, I was probably at, I don't know, 30,000 subs. Now I'm about to hit a hundred thousand. So Come on. you guys watch it tonight. You're going to hit, hit, hit that sub button guys. Come on, man. hundred K we right there. Ready to get my silver, silver black and celebrate, yes. you know, um, it, all that Jesus has done. He's been faithful. And, um, yeah, I mean, Dude, the, the, the meetings have gotten crazy. The deliverance, the miracles, the signs and wonders. I mean, God has been faithful. People are waking up to who they're supposed to be in Christ. I mean, that's the goal of what we do at The Supernatural Life is we, we really get Christians into their calls and destinies and purpose uh, of, of who they're supposed to be or who they've always been called to be, you know? So that's really the, the main goal of what we're doing right now. So the meetings are awesome, man. But one of the beautiful things I like seeing right now is the forerunners being awakened and who they're called to be. So it's not a one man show, man. We have Come a on. whole army across the world that is awakening to who they're supposed to be in Christ, especially in these days and hour. We need to make sure people are operating in the power of the Holy Ghost, as you know. Um, a little bit about me, man. Yeah, me and Isaiah, we've been kicking it since we were last on there talking, supporting each other. Um, my name's Daniel. I'm an ex-cage fighter. I encountered Jesus radically. It's something I didn't say. I, I, the Lord brought this to my remembrance since the last time we were on there. I actually encountered Jesus, his presence and his power the first time in a Building 429 concert. He brought that back to my remembrance. Man, I, I, had, I had completely forgot about that. I remember the anointing got all over me in that, in that thing because I was singing uh, the lyrics, you know, this is not my home. This is not where I belong. And I was say, as I was saying that, I had a major encounter at that concert. He brought that back to me recently, man, and I almost started weeping. But, you know, um, just like I've said before, I had an encounter there. I had a dream in 2011 of, G of Jesus returning to the earth. You know, as I was still a cage fighter, he gave me that dream. You know, it was a cargo plane, people being loaded onto it. And I saw Jesus return to the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. So I, I found out why people were loading that cargo plane. America was destroyed in the dream. So, you know, I woke up after that, and that was kind of how God launched me into who I am today. And then, obviously, I had another dream in 2013, and I would put down cage fighting and said, Lord, you know, use me. I'm here. I'm putting my dreams down. I'm going for your dreams, you know. So in 2013, I had a dream. I was on America's Funniest Home Videos, and God pretty much in, in a pretty outright, direct way said, use the Internet, Daniel. That's where we're going right now. So I started using the Internet, and... Here we are today, man. I mean, I've served in many ministries. I've been connected to awesome places. I've been all over the world, met awesome men and women of God, had so many impartations from so many generals in the faith, man, that, you know, that 
it's just changed my life forever. So, yeah, I mean, my testimony is is long, but I just wanted to give you guys the tr- short version. I mean, the shortest version is I love Jesus, man, and I want to see people encounter him too. Come so, on, man. I love I what you said too. Now. I love what you said too about it's not a one-man show. This is something, guys, we emphasize, and this is what we want to emphasize as well tonight, that this is not the Isaiah Saldivar show. This is not the Daniel Adams show. You might see us on our live stream or on our platforms because it's our page, praying for people, empowering people. Our goal is not to be one-man armies. Our goal is not to be superstar celebrity preachers. Our goal is to train and equip the body of Christ. This is for you tonight. Power evangelism, supernatural evangelism is for you. We want to see believers step into their identity. You're a son and daughter of God. You're not some grasshopper. We've both said this before. Like You're not some weak, anemic, poor Sunday morning, week in and week out Christian, but God is waking up the church. And I'm just prophesying, and this is what God is doing. God is waking up the church right now to understand who they are in Christ, that they have power. People say, why are you always focusing on casting out demons or healing the sick? This is what Jesus gave you the power to do. This is what Jesus called you to do. I was thinking the other day, Daniel, I have people that say, oh brother, it's not always a demon and you don't have to always cast out demons. And I was thinking this, bro, Imagine if somebody came to Jesus Christ in the flesh, Jesus in the flesh in the Bible times and said, I'm having nonstop anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, sickness in my body, rage of anger, all this. What would Jesus have done? Do we, do we really think Jesus would say, oh, you just need to pray a little more or invite me to come in your heart and build a treehouse, or you just need to say this prayer? Jesus would have drove the demon out of them. And if we're believers, every one of you are, we're called to do the works of Jesus. This is something you've highlighted, doing what Jesus did. This, what you always talk about, the supernatural lifestyle. That's for every single believer, not for the superstar evangelist, not for the preacher that's just on stage and everything's about him. This is about now, can you guys follow us as we follow Christ? Yes, absolutely. Get get Daniel to 100,000 subs tonight. Let's get the silver play button. It's in the description. Absolutely. Follow, like, comment, share, but understand the purpose of our ministries is not to exalt us, it's to exalt Jesus. It's not for honor to go to us, it's for honor to go to Jesus. Now, I've seen a lot of your videos. I know you've seen my videos. And when we're doing deliverance, no one's out getting out of deliverance saying, oh, praise Daniel Adams. No one's getting out of deliverance saying, oh, praise Isaiah Saldivar. Every time we're in these gatherings or the power of God's moving, it's always honor and glory to Yahweh, honor and glory to our Messiah, Jesus Christ. This is who we're praising and worshiping. So this whole notion of like, oh, people worship Daniel Adams or people worship Isaiah Saldivar or, and a lot of it's haters, jealousy, people drinking haterade. But at the end of the day, people have to understand we are broken, contrite, before God saying, Lord, I'm every day, bro. Like, Lord, I can't do this without you. I can't, I can't go on. I can't preach. I can't minister. I can't cast out demons. I need your spirit. So I want all of you, there's 2,500 of you to relate to us tonight and understand we're not, we're not giving you something that's unattainable. This is for the average believer. Miracles are for the average believer. Casting out demons are for the average believer. Evangelism, come on, help me, Holy Ghost, is for the average believer. This is something I know you've preached on. Let's just talk about this. Um, I think a lot of people think they can't do what you do, when in reality, this is the call to every person. Yeah, I was just talking today about how, how the Spirit of the Lord lives in every believer and how that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of us. And I said, man, if you really can just grasp that and fathom that just you know guys just take a moment just to think about that the same come on spirit 
that raised Jesus from the dead. And I think about this too. When Jesus rose from the dead, I think it was 500 saints that rose with him. That's correct, right? 500 yeah. people that, that rose from the yeah, grave when he, when he rose. Yeah, and they saw these people walking around. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, that same power right now, if you've said yes to Jesus Christ and you're empowered by his Holy Spirit, that same dead raising power is on the inside of us. Every believer has access to that if what? Like Jesus said, if you'll only believe. So, yeah, you know, guys, it's it's pretty simple. Jesus, is, what did Paul say? It's the simplicity of Christ, right? It's the simplicity of the cross. That's really all you need to know. And then Paul also says, like Isaiah said earlier, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow the Christ in me. So as you guys are seeing these things, just know that it's accessible to every one of you. And you have the Holy Ghost. He's on the inside. He's ready to get out and do awesome things around you. He's, what does it say? We co-labor with the Holy Spirit. We share in the glory, right? He reveals His glory through His vessels. So guys, be available and the Lord will use anybody on here tonight. I believe if you have your heart open, I mean, you can get that access easily tonight and just walk it out in faith and use it. And I wanted to say too, when it comes to evangelism, sharing your faith, which is what we're talking about tonight, demonstrating it, guys, it's not something that we're trying to force ourselves to do. This is one thing that I've always thought about is not talked about when it comes to evangelism is I want to be in a place where it's not that I have to share the gospel, which if you guys don't know, evangelism is just sharing the good news. It's sharing your faith, right? And this is the call to every believer, but it's getting to a place where you want to share, where you say, Lord, I thank you that you've delivered me. Now I want to deliver other people. Like, I think people don't realize this, bro. Casting out demons is our hobby. It's not something I have to do. It's not something that, it's not because I'm employed. It's a hobby of mine. Like I actually enjoy casting out demons. People say, why do you do it so much? Cause I enjoy it. Like praying for the sick, I enjoy it. It's a hobby of mine because Jesus living in me, his desires flowing through me, I want to do the works that Jesus did. So when we talk tonight and we're going on about evangelism, don't think of it as like, I have to force myself to share with somebody. And now if that's where you're at, pray that the Lord would change your heart. Pray that God would open up your eyes. Pray the Holy Spirit would empower you. And I believe tonight the Holy Spirit is empowering people. He's given them his fire. He's given them his anointing and his power so that you can do the works that he did. But you need to pray tonight. We need to ask the Lord tonight. This is a supernatural night. Lord, change my heart change my desires. Lord, I'm not okay with going to bed and my family going to hell and me never sharing my faith. I'm not okay with my family, at, my friends at school and my coworkers. And we're not saying get on the table at your cafeteria, but the people in your sphere of influence, I am not okay with them going to hell. I'm not okay with them being separated from you. Lord, if you've saved me, you didn't just save me. He didn't pull you out, Daniel, just because he wanted to pull you out of cage fighting. He pulled you out of cage fighting so you could get into fighting the kingdom of darkness. Like, there's a reason why you're saved. Now, most pastors and preachers, they stop at the cross. But you have to understand, it didn't end at the cross. This is where your journey starts. It is at the time where God has resurrected you. The Bible says you died with Christ and you were raised with him. You were raised with Christ. This is where your journey starts. This is where the fun begins. But in the church, what do we do? Come to the altar and become a Christian. And then it's like, okay, what do I do after that? Uh, just keep coming every week. So you're telling me, and just guys, come on, stay with me. You're telling me you want me to give up drugs, sex, alcohol, all of my, my life, my business, my career. You wanna lay everything down so that I can play keyboards on your worship team? So I can be an usher or a drummer? Like, 
There's more. There's more of the supernatural life that God is inviting us to. If you're settling for Sunday morning, you're settling. If you're settling for a once a week, just Sunday to Sunday, you're missing it because God's called you to a supernatural lifestyle of evangelism of laying hands on the sake of casting out demons. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. But I love this, Daniel. This translation says, and NIV, don't hate me, y'all, because I'm quoting the NIV. It says, for the spirit of God does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And I want to prophesy over someone that God is not the one making you timid. God is not the one making you shy. God is not the one making you not open your mouth. It's the enemy. The devil's the one that doesn't want you to share your faith. He doesn't want you to pray for the sick. He doesn't want you to evangelize. And I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that somebody gets something in them tonight to have a hunger to evangelize, a hunger to witness. This is by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need to be bold. When you see Daniel in these videos, we're gonna play in about 10 or 15 minutes. There's a boldness about him. When you hear me preaching and I'm telling massive churches, they're, they're lukewarm, they're going, there's a boldness about, there has to be a boldness about us because the Holy Spirit does not make you shy. So if you're dealing with shyness or timidity, I command that spirit to come off of you in Jesus' name. Jesus didn't give you that spirit. It's demonic. And God wants to break it off of you and deliver you. We got to be bold with evangelism. Talk to us a bit, Daniel, about evangelism, sharing our faith. What you're seeing is you're going out in the streets. You're training people um, to share their faith and evangelize. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to be totally transparent, I've been, I've been locked in these big meetings here for a while now at, on the beach and, you know, just out and about. But the beautiful thing is in between all that, we still are going out and evangelizing and stuff. And, you know, evangelism, you know, a lot of people overcomplicate the process of evangelism when it's really simple, you know, and it's it's so simple. It's it's as simple as going up to a person and loving them. I mean, that's honestly what you have to do. I tell anybody when you go out there and evangelize, the first thing you have to do is you have to lead with love, not with agenda, because a lot of people, uh, they get caught in like performance and they get caught in doing things perfect and stuff like that. And I think that's what slows down a lot of the churches. There's a lot of, they put a lot of weight on themselves that is unnecessary. You know, there's two, I use two versions of, of, of evangelism. I got what I call shotgun evangelism, where you go out there and you just shoot and you hope you land. I mean, I do that sometimes, or I have the moments where I feel like, you know, today I want to go out there and really try my best to be led to the specific people God has for me. You know, I love the woman of the well uh, story too, because Jesus had a specific assignment. He know he was led on that assignment to the woman at the well. You know, he went off the road to meet the Samaritan because he knew that she was set out for that day as his assignment. So there's days that I'll just go out there and, I, and I'll look for the assignment or I'll, I'll shotgun it, man. Like, you know, stand on, a, on somewhere and just yell out or, or I'll just say, hey, is there anybody in here needs healing? But it all all comes down to simplicity, going up to a person, being intentional, going up to them with compassion and love, going up and say, hey, I'm out here praying for, with people today. Um, is there anything I can pray for you for? I mean, that's a real basic one. Or going up to somebody and say, hey, do you have any pain in your body? Simply, and most people, believe it or not, most people, without even mentioning prayer or Jesus, you can just go up and say, and it's all Jesus, but you go up and you kind of go like a sniper, right? You're going up with pinpoint accuracy and you say, hey, is there any pain in your body? And as soon as they give you access to where that pain is, you can say, hey, I got something in me that can get rid of what's going on with you. And, and his name is Jesus. Can I pray for you? And he's going to heal you. I promise. And then when you go up and you pray for that issue, they get healed and you have access to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them and uh, let them know what he did for them. And most of the time, if you lead in with that power, man, they're going to they're going to submit to that gospel and they're going to say yes to Jesus Christ right on the streets. 
But to me, it's just relational, right? It's like me and you talking right here, man. I mean, if me and you were talking and the Holy Spirit unctioned you or unctioned me for something, we're going to talk about it, right? So it's the same thing when I'm out and about doing evangelism and stuff. I just go with intentionality and com- and be and I make sure that that people aren't a project for me, that they actually mean something. There's actually a love walk that I'm taking towards them because I've learned I've learned this in evangelism over the years. So, you know, I've I've been full time doing it since 2013, just on the streets, right? And one of the things I always have learned is you must love that person. You must have some type of love for that person. Because if not, it's at the end of the day, what happens? It's going to be thrown into a fire and burn up, right? It's not a true reward because it was a that person was actually a project instead of uh, a valuable treasure for Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so good. And I want to also add to that, man, such, such good stuff is that if some of you are asking for the power of God to move in your life, or you want to see miracles, or you want to see deliverance, or you want to see healing, or you want to see people saved, and then you're waiting on a pastor to do it, it's like the guy goes to the gym and watches everyone work out and wonders why he's not in shape. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions. You literally do. You have to forcefully. Now, I've come to find, I don't know why this is, bro, and you could say I'm wrong if you think so here. I've always found that the power of God is so much more available when you're outside a building. I don't, I don't know why. It's like, I know, it, it, which, is, which is crazy because you think about when we come to church, we come in faith, but there's something about putting God in a position where he has to show up, where it's like you're putting him in a position where he has to move for the sake of the person getting healed or getting saved or getting delivered and you genuinely love them. There's something about getting in these positions where you're outside the four walls. Now, I want to also draw a line here and say, guys, we're not telling you that you have to go out to the street every day. We're not telling you you have to go to a corner. What we are saying is who who is around you that needs to hear the good news? Is it a family member? Is it a friend? Is it your, and I believe, bro, the most powerful evangelism is people that you have relationship with, the people at your work, the people at your school. So I want you guys to take out of your mind this idea of like, oh, I'm condemned because I don't go out on the streets every day. And then put in your mind, evangelism is a lifestyle, not an event. So it's not an event I'm going to, it's a lifestyle where whoever's at my work, whoever's at my school, all of you go somewhere. Now I know we just got out of lockdown, y'all, come on, help me. But all of you, for the most part, you're out there and there's people you know. So listen, your evangelism might be tonight texting that old friend and saying, do you need prayer? Like that is evangelism. Or how about this? Calling that family member and saying, man, I've been really wanting to share with you what God has been doing in my life. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm not trying to get you saved. I'm not, but I just want to share with you, man, God has been moving in my life and I got delivered. I got healed and I was at this. And is there anything you need prayer for? Because again, guys, we're not trying to go in there and say, I want to get you saved and have you repeat a prayer so Jesus can come into your heart. I'm loving you. I'm caring about you. And here's why. Because I got something on the inside of me that could change your entire world. I got something on the inside of me that could change where you spend eternity. So I want us to think about, man, evangelism as not just this thing that I go to do, but this lifestyle where I'm sharing with everybody. I'm telling everybody what God has done in my life. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 14, you're the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Doesn't say Jesus is. Think about this, y'all. And it says a city on a hill cannot be hidden. These are the words of Jesus. He says, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And he gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, and Daniel, watch what it says here in verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so in that they may see your good works, not Jesus's. This is Jesus speaking. Let them see your good works. And then here's what they're going to do. 
and give glory to your father who is in heaven. So Jesus is like, listen, y'all, don't be all false humble. Post your testimonies, post your videos. Let them see your works. Let them see the power of God. You are the light of the world. And this is so, I know religious people, bro, are manifesting, they're growling in the chat because they're like, wait, I'm not a light, the light of the world. Jesus goes, you are the light of the world. This is why we're posting videos. This is why we're sharing on Instagram, TikTok, why there's hundreds of thousands of people, millions watching the videos because we're letting them see our works. He didn't say Jesus's works. These are our works that we're doing with Jesus empowering us. All glory to Jesus. I don't have to say it again. And they're seeing our works. And here's what they do when they see our works. They go, praise the Lord, praise the Father in heaven, praise God. He says, when they see your works, they're going to give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Again, guys, nobody's praising us or worshiping us, but he says, Jesus says, don't put a basket over your head. There's too many basket head Christians that are putting a basket over their head and hiding their light. We need to stop hiding our light and we need to let our light shine. It's so easy, bro, right now to evangelize with social media. I would challenge many of you to just start sharing. How did you start, bro? Tell me, how did you start posting, sharing? What made you want to share testimonies, post testimonies? Tell me a little bit about the journey you had with online evangelism. Yeah, I mean, after I had that dream, I didn't figure it out. And I was like, okay, I got this. I had at the time a Samsung Note. I think it was a five at the time or something like that. And I just started going out and catching the, I just turned my phone sideways, bro. And I just caught everything I could catch. And you know what's funny? You talk about persecution. As soon as I started doing that, I got persecuted instantly. Everybody was like, you don't have to show that. You don't have to give people that. And I got, I went through a real hard battle within myself because I was like, am I really using people? Am I really, you know, I was battling internally and the Lord just kept reminding me of that dream. He said, what did I say? He said, I said, use the internet. He said, this is the next wave. This is what I'm using. He said, use this, Daniel. So that's why I started doing that. So my journey started on a Samsung phone, man, turned sideways. And I just, if you really look back in my archives, like if you really go far back, you'll see those videos that I posted in that time, taking that phone around and just doing it. And of course, as you know, uh, what is the what does the Bible say in the Gospels? It says that uh, do not despise humble beginnings, you know, be faithful with little and you can be faithful with much. So as you see, what come from a Samsung uh, Note 5 phone has now produced to where we're at today, like people like me and you. Of course, I know even you, you had a, a smaller beginning to get to where you are on social media. So I think it was just the diligence of just being obedient to the word of God for what we're seeing today. You know, we are, we are I mean, you are, I am forerunners for what God is doing in this generation. You know, we are helping. What if what if what we're doing inspires, let's say, 10 to 20 people on this chat to pick up their phone tomorrow and just go out on the streets and catch and then post on their social media what God is doing in their life? Now we have produced other social media evangelists, not, not only computer people, but they're also bringing it from the streets into the internet, if that makes sense. And now people are, other people are being equipped in their realm of influence and in their atmosphere. So that's the thing, man. I, ch- I challenge everybody watching this, go out tomorrow, take your phone, record a testimony, get a healing, uh, get, get just you preaching anything. It's going to inspire somebody to step out of that fearful, bound religious realm into the realm of faith 
where they, they will know that they're justified because they're living in that faithful place. So I just challenge you guys, step out and be obedient. Start with your cell phone, man. <laughs> so good. And I want to I wanna add to what you're saying is like religion complicates evangelism, right? They want to add like, you need to know how and you need to finish Bible college. I'm like, bro, Peter had the Holy Ghost for 15 minutes and 3,000 got saved. And it really isn't complicated to pray for the sick. You command them to be healed. Jesus already gave you all power and authority. Even casting out demons, bro. Like we have videos, of course, you have teachings, I have teachings, and we want to help people. And some of the people that we're helping to teach are, you know, higher level occultism, and they're trying to get out of that. So it's much more in depth. But for the average person, like command the demon to go into the abyss in Jesus name. So don't wait, guys. If you're waiting like, well, I have to wait till this happens or I get married or my kids are grown or I have to wait until I figure out how to do this or I get, or how about this one, bro? And they're, they're oh man, I just feel all these people in the chat are gonna get mad here. I gotta wait until Daniel Adams lays hands on me before I can evangelize. I gotta wait oh. until Isaiah Saldivar puts his mantle. Bro, you guys don't, you don't want my mantle, y'all. You don't want Daniel Adams' mantle. You gotta understand, we fought to get where we're at. It is, it is a daily, and people don't see the work you put in, bro, behind the scenes, I know. I know that you are working 25 hours a day to do what you're doing. I know you are, because I look at how busy I am and you're out there, bro. You're doing the work. You're laboring in the harvest field. You're not complaining about it. You're you're taking it on. You're going head on with it. And people want your mantle, but God has given you an anointing for the assignment. And a lot of people couldn't handle it. They would be crushed if they had your mantle. So guys, stop with this religious nonsense of, I need to get a special man of God's anointing and gold dust. No, you don't. You need the Holy Ghost. That's what you need, Acts 1.8. This is what Acts 1.8 says. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And what's gonna happen? You're going to become a witness. You're going to become an evangelist. This is a byproduct of the Holy Ghost coming upon you. You're not gonna be a lawyer where you're arguing with the facts of everybody. You're gonna be a witness. You're gonna testify to what God has done. In fact, in 2 Timothy 4, 5, it says, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. But this is what I love what Paul tells Timothy, Daniel. He says, work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. It's going to be work. So you have to actually work at telling people the good news. You have to work at it. You can't just wait. Cause some of you guys, oh man, I feel the Holy Ghost strong tonight. 10 years you've been waiting. And it's like, one day I'm gonna share my faith. No, you're not. You're gonna have to actually tonight say, I need to wake up. I need to start sharing my faith at work sharing my faith at school, sharing my faith wherever it is I'm going, and I need to work at it. It's not gonna be instant. I remember, bro, praying for, I don't know how many people, and I wasn't seeing miracles in, my, in the beginning. I wasn't seeing, I was seeing some, but I was like, Lord, I just kept working. I just kept working, even with live streaming. Like you post, no views. You post, no views. There's 20 people in your live stream, but I have a word for someone. You need to put in more work. You need to work and work and work until you see results, because oftentimes, it's not instantaneous. There's been, you know, for me, people thought, well, you just blew up right away. But here's what you guys got to realize. Did I blow up online right away? Yes. But this was nine and a half years of laboring, traveling church to church, doing meetings, 150,000 miles a year, going from place and laboring, going, God, when am I going to see these results? You told me millions were going to be saved. You told me millions were going to be reached. And now 
we're both doing it because of years and years of laboring in the felt like the wilderness laboring 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 so it's not instant it takes work um what are some of the things you'd say are some hindrances i guess that you can think of to why people don't evangelize like i could give you guys statistics 95 percent of christians don't share their faith like whatever dude we could get in statistics all day what are some reasons why you think people don't share their faith people don't evangelize it goes back to like what I said earlier. I think they put too much pressure on themselves. It's a result. Most people go out with the results driven mentality mm. and they, they go out with majors instead of just going out with like uh, just a gospel intention. You know, some, some people don't understand the Lord what wants to, I don't want to say he wants to test their faith, but you know, he wants to see, will you, will you press on even if you aren't seeing the major right off, right off bat? You know what I'm saying? Are you okay? Just asking people uh, or telling people, hey, Jesus loves you, man. Say the gospel with me or just pray the prayer or whatever. You know, whatever it is, the seed throwing, I call it, you know. But everybody sees people like me or you. And like you said, the laboring that we went through. They don't see the the, the times we were in the harvest field. We didn't see what we're seeing today. I mean, just true. I can name season upon season where I was out there and I have had some frustrating seasons. But what I also found out is God didn't trust me with the th- certain things in those seasons because he was working things out. Out of my character. And I think that's the thing too, man, is people don't want to, people don't understand the anointing comes with trust, right? So the Lord's saying, I trust you with a level of my glory, a, a level of my power, glory to glory, faith to faith, right? And people don't like to go through the crushing. They don't like to go through the character building. So I think that hinders them <clears throat> when they go out into the harvest field. The Lord, the Lord will even give you tastes of his glory of what is to come in your life. There's been times in my life where I would take taste, I would taste moments of what I'm living now, and I didn't see it again for for months or years, man. I didn't see a move like I saw in that season because God took me back into a place of character development and building. And I'm so thankful for it because it turned me into who I am today. But here's the key. Just because I wasn't seeing the results that I thought I should see, I never stopped. The consistency, God wants to say, will you be faithful even if you're not seeing what I am seeing for you? You know what I'm saying? He sees further than we do. We see and prophesy in part, right? So we have to know that we will see if we are diligent and consistent the the visions and dreams God has birthed in our life. But what a lot of Christians do, man, is they go in there with that microwave entitlement mentality and they just stop and quit and they go back into whatever they were doing before and they live this, you know, what do you call it? This monotonous life of just, you know, cycles and trials and tribulations instead of just pressing forward through that season or that trial and learning that there was something God was trying to teach them. You know, so I think that's one of the biggest hindrances is people go in really heavy results driven and then they get disappointed when they're when, in comparison. Oh, my gosh, Come that's on, another go thing there. I need to speak. Com- comparison, comparing what you were doing to somebody else, a, a man who I looked at long time ago in the beginning. You remember Todd White came on the scene, yeah. and, and it was huge evangelism. And I, I even had moments where I was like, I'm going to compare myself to this guy and try to be like, I stopped trying to be like him, man. I said, hold on. I am not this guy. And then I put on who I was supposed to be in Christ. Now, don't get me wrong. He laid hands on me. I got, I did get impartation. Uh, it was great. You know, God started operating in ways. I thank God for his life. But at the same time, I still had to become who I was called to be in Christ and use 
what was imparted into me in my character and in who I am as a man, you know? So I think also comparison. If you guys don't go out thinking you got to be like Isaiah, don't go out thinking you got to be like Todd White or like Daniel Adams or any other evangelist in the world. Go out there knowing God is going to use you exactly like who you are. He's going to use your personality. He's going to use your character. He's going to use the the good qualities that he's put inside of you to reach certain people. And here's another thing. Every person group is not assigned to you. Come on. That's okay to know too. Every person isn't your assignment. And you, when you're okay knowing that, you know what? I know if me and Isaiah went on the streets together, he will probably reach a dynamic and I'll reach a dynamic, but mm-hmm. we're still reaching the kingdom. You see, you'll notice you pull certain types of individuals because God has called you to certain people groups, you see? And that's the beauty of the body of Christ. And when we can accept that, we put off performance, we put off comparison, and we put off result-driven lives, you know? So good. And I want to say, too, why it's so important that everybody evangelizes, like every single person in this broadcast, there's 3,000 watching right now, is because there's people you can reach that I can't reach. I know guys that are like, I had one guy that was, I mean, the guy was fully tatted, face, everything, like fully covered. He's like, he was talking to me at an altar one time. He said, I don't know if God can use me because all my tattoos. I said, bro, God's going to use you because of your tattoos. I'm like, your tattoos, you're going to reach a demographic that I'm not going to be able to reach. Don't look at it as a bad, like, oh man, in my past, I messed up. I did this. Your testimony is your most powerful weapon. What God brought you out of, God's going to actually use that. As people say, like David took the sword of Goliath, like God will use the, what the enemy meant for bad in your life as a testimony to reach people that were in your world. So if you were in a certain world, people respect that. Like we, I know Ken Shamrock, which if you guys don't know Ken Shamrock, he's like a legend in the UFC world. And I remember one time he he had asked me, can I travel with you a little bit and see kind of how you do what you do? So he went with me on a few uh, trips that we went on, a few ministry trips, right? This is Ken Shamrock. If you guys don't know, he was like UFC number one. I mean, this guy's like UFC, most dangerous man, hall of fame, all this, right? Did WWB, all this. Well, dude, everywhere we went, people were coming up to us. Oh my, who's Ken Shamrock? And they're talking to me like, who are you? And why are you with Ken Shamrock? And all these guys that I could never reach, just everywhere, restaurants, grocery, wherever we went, were wanting to hear what I had to say. I'm like, why are these guys listening to me? Because I'm with Ken Shamrock. But he was able to reach a, per- a people I could never reach. And that's the same with your guys' testimonies. Like, you're going to be able to reach people. And this is why God is saving celebrities right now, NFL players. I had last week three, two NFL players and an NBA player. These are like, again, I don't want to like belittle people, but these are starters in the NFL and in the NBA reaching out going like, man, I want to serve God. I want deliverance. Now, they're going to get saved and delivered and God's going to use them in a world Isaiah Saldivar would never be able to reach. This is you too. You might say, well, I'm not an NBA or NFL or Ken Shamrock. You might be a barista at Starbucks and there might be other baristas that need to hear the gospel that I can't reach by being by you being you. So you got to realize every single one of you matter in the in the sight of evangelism in the scope of reaching people. And this is why I really believe, man, every person needs to do it. Let's give a couple and then we're going to go into the videos here. Just a couple practical steps. I would say, bro, and you could just tag in here. Um, telling your testimony. Some of you are like, I'm not good at evangelism. I'm not good at sharing my faith. Give me some practical steps. Here you go. Sharing your testimony. I don't have a testimony. Yes, you do. You have a testimony. God has done something in your life. You've gone from death to life. You've been redeemed. You've been saved. And so I always feel for me, my approach is always like when I'm sharing my faith outside of the four walls, 
And again, my calling really is obviously to wake up, equip the church, but there's times where I'm sharing my faith outside. If I'm in a hotel, an airport, wherever, I always start with my testimony, bro. Like I'm always, I don't say, oh, you need to have Jesus in your life and Jesus died for you. I don't even start there. I'm just like, oh yeah, man, I was drinking every day. I was partying. I was addicted. I was broken. I was depressed. I would lay in bed at night. There was a hole there, a void. And bro, that always reaches people. And so I think sharing our testimony or testimonies is a super practical step to get started when it comes to evangelism. Yeah, it makes us relatable, you know? Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people don't realize it and they'll get into like, can I just pray for you stuff? But really, like you're saying, I was talking to a brother in, in the in the ministry uh, probably a few months about this. I said, bro, we need, we're getting away from something. We need to start sharing mm -hmm. our testimonies again because they're relatable, you know? You can get really hung up in power evangelism. You really can't. And it's nothing wrong with that, but uh, the the testimony, like you said, is one of the most powerful tools I believe we have in the harvest field because it is a relatable tool for people that we're ministering to. So good. And I love to, one thing you guys always do when it comes to power evangelism is you're always out praying for the sick. And this is the thing, guys, if you could start walking in this and start realizing you have the power, once the sick gets healed, you don't have to convince them who God is. You don't have to, they want to know who healed me. I've had people I prayed for, they're like, who did that? And why did they do that? You don't have to even, they don't have to be saved for God to heal them. You can lay hands on them once they get healed, then they're like, what happened? Or people that are bystanding or watching or wherever you're at, they also want to know, like if you're praying for the sick at work, I remember when I got saved, I was working at Starbucks. I was praying for everything that was breathing. I was praying for people in the drive-thru. I was getting in trouble all the time. And the people that were getting healed, they were like telling the people at work and telling friends and telling family. And now everybody wants to know who healed me, who delivered me, who is this doing this, doing this work. And I think we've taken out the supernatural element out of evangelism when we don't, I think a lot of people don't realize God wants to use us when it comes to evangelism to pray for the sick. In fact, I'm going to go as far to say this because it's biblical. The gospel is not full without signs, wonders, and miracles. And Paul tells us this in Romans uh, chapter 15, verse 19. He says, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. So Paul is saying, it's by powers, the power of God, signs and wonders, I'm fully preaching the gospel. Now, is it safe to say if I don't do that, I'm not fully preaching the gospel? Absolutely. If you're not working in the power of God, it's not the full gospel. And I really want to say this, man, people love the power of God. Atheists, listen to what I'm about to say, chat love the power of God. Uh, drug addicts love the power of God because that's what could set them free. Atheists love seeing it because that's what they don't believe in. They're like, I don't believe God's real. And the power of God makes that which is invisible, visible, manifest in the natural, and it's undisputable. There is no atheist in the world after getting healed could say God is not real. There's no way. And so this is something we need the power evangelism to help us when it comes to ministering to people. Um, and then like, I will love what you said, build a relationship with people. If you have someone at work, at school, you're evangelizing to, or you're trying to reach with the gospel, build a relationship with them. Don't just try to get them saved. Let them talk, hear them out, start building that relationship. And a lot of times I've come to find when I'm witnessing or evangelizing, they'll tell me what they need. If I would just let them talk, They'll actually tell me what they need and what God, you know, what they need God to do in their life or where they're hurting or where the void is. But I think a lot of times we have an agenda, like you said, they're more like a science project than a soul. And we need to look at them like this is a precious soul to God, a precious person that God wants to reach. Yeah, amen. I totally, I, I totally agree with that, man.
Absolutely. So here's what we're going to do, guys. I want to play some of these testimonies. This is the, this is where it's fun. This is where it gets good here because I'm going to play five or six videos um, from Daniel Adams. Some of the stuff he's been seeing where you could actually see. We're not just going to talk about it tonight, but you could visibly see with your own eyes the power of God at work. This is some incredible footage here. Um, we'll start it off. And then after each video, if you want to just like make a note on what was happening in the video, we'll just roll with it from there. Does that work? Awesome. Let's do it. We're going to start the first video here. All right, guys, everyone, eyes on the screen. If you're listening and you're wherever you're at, eyes on the screen. Check out some of these testimonies. You have a testimony? What happened to you? I wasn't able to see. You wasn't able to see it? Why not? I said I was not able to see. Oh, you're not able to see? You're telling me you can see? Mm -hmm. Are you being serious? watching them today so i've seen these leave me speechless because this is the power of god in action you, little kids can't make that up now if you're an adult maybe you could say oh this little kids cannot make that up tell us a little bit about that testimony daniel yeah man that was one of the testimonies where so when i have these meetings i have what i have on in the ministry is what i call certified forerunners and what okay. people do is they get certified in my school 
and they come to come with me to these gatherings and I release them into the crowd. So what happened was one of the certified forerunners uh, who, who I know very well actually went and prayed for this child's eyes to open. And then they came to the stage and testified. So I really had nothing to do with that miracle. Of course, wow. I preached the gospel, but I really had nothing to do with it. It was a team effort. So that was one of the forerunners that prayed. And that young kid, he came up and I, I didn't hear him right at first. And I was like, you hurt your leg or something. I forget what I said. And uh, he says, no, I can see. And I, I was kind of blown away in the moment. I was like, whoa, this kid got his eyesight back. This is so crazy, man. So the kid just came up bold and was like, you know, I can see. <laughs> I love it. I love too because when I when whenever you see testimonies like that, this is for me, right? I mean, you might not be this way. Sometimes I'm like, wait, did God really just do that? I'm like, are you sure you're healed? Because it's so mind blowing that the power of God is that real. Like it could just you could go from being blind. I think she said since he was four, now he was like seven, if I heard it right. And then now he's like takes his glasses off and could just completely see. And it's and he's just like, oh yeah, God healed me. And we're like. Wait, what? This works? You know, it just, it blows my mind every time. Every time I see God do something like that, it just, it just, it blows my mind every time the power of God is just, it's fun, y'all. Now, if you guys are out there like, I'm a Christian, I'm bored, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Because I guarantee in that room, you said it was like a hundred and something. There's no one bored in that room. Like everyone's in there packed in, they're hungry. There's no boredom happening. This is the supernatural life and it's not a boring life. Amen. All right, we're gonna play this next clip. If you have kids in the room, this is a deliverance video. We will be playing some deliverance videos, so just viewer discretion is advised. This one I love because you're at the beach. Just tell us a little bit about your beach service you did because I was watching the live video when you posted this and I'm like, these people are at the beach in this hot weather and they just don't care. They're just so hungry for God. It's like comfort just goes out the window. I love it. Yeah, yeah. What was really crazy about California? Right now, California is a hot spot. I mean, you know this for revival. I mean, the place is on fire. I didn't have no. I'm on the East Coast over here too, so I didn't expect what happened on the West Coast to happen, brother. I didn't. Mm. I was. I went over there. I got on the sand. I showed up, and like people were just pouring into the. That was my second meeting. I think you're going to show that I did out there, and it was probably close to a thousand people that came out on that beach, man. And uh, it, it was wild. They didn't care. They were on the sand manifesting, falling out in the sand, getting healed in the Come sand. On. People were walking. People were bringing their walkers on the sand. You know, it was just, you know, it. and that's not easy for people that are in pain. You know, people were just really hungry. And, you know, at that time, Cali, it was hard to really go in anywhere. So we just said, hey, let's take it out to the beach on the outside. And the week, I think a week before that, they just had to had this huge bad thing happening on Huntington Beach. I can't remember what it was, but it was a huge party and the police had to come in. So we were taking even a chance to go out there, but we went out there anyway, man. And it, it, God showed up. We didn't have no distractions. No, that no, no security came in, tried to stop us or anything like that, man. It was just, it was pretty, pretty powerful on that beach. So awesome. All right, guys, here we go. Let's play the clip. I love it. Here we go. Touch them, set her free right now. Every attack on her life has to be out. Touch your stomach. Free, free. Yeah, every yeah every witchcraft spirit that's come against her, I commanded to come out of her body right now. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, everything. Yeah, come on, come on out. Yes, yes, everything's gotta go. 
Everything's got to go. Everything. Everything that's bound you in your body, I command it out right now in Jesus' name. All the way. Free. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, girl. The battle stops. The anger goes. The resentment. Yeah. The anger and resentment. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yep. No. The anger and resent. Yep. No. Yeah, you are your little prideful spirit. You got to get out of her. Yeah. Yeah, you're making her hold on to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but you got to go. Jesus Christ is here. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Either she serves him or she serves you. So which one does she serve? Huh? Who does she serve? Jesus Christ? That's right. That's why you won't answer me. Now exit this house. Come out of the house now. By the power and authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You got to go. You got to go. Come on. I'm, I'm waiting on you. Waiting on you. You stubborn spirit. Come on. Yeah, you're making her hold on to things. Come on out of her. Come on. Come I'm on. protecting her. Yeah, you ain't protecting her. You're a witchcraft spirit. Witchcraft spirits don't protect people. They hurt people. You're sucking her life out of her. I know what you're doing. You gotta leave though. You gotta leave. You ain't gonna bring sickness on her body either. You're gonna come yeah, you're gonna come out of her. Yep. 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 You gotta go. You gotta go. See, I know you're stubborn. I know you're a little prideful, Jezebelic spirit. I know exactly what you are. You want to destroy your relationships. You want to destroy your family. You want to steal everything from her. You don't want her to walk forward. So I break any right now demonic covenant that she's made, any, any witchcraft protection spell that she might have cast. I just break all of them things off of her. I break the power of the devil and Satan's kingdom off of her body right now. And I command by the power and authority of Jesus Christ, you got to come out now. She doesn't want you. Get out of her life. She doesn't want you. She don't like you. Get out of her now. Go back to the pit. Go back to the abyss. I bind, yeah, go to the abyss. Come on. Go to the pit. Let's go. Go to the pit. You're about to go get tormented by your masters. Oh, no. Yeah, you're going to go get tormented by your masters. No, no. You failed. You failed your assignment. You did. Go. You, yeah, you failed your assignment. Not the pit. You got to go to the pit. Yeah, go. Go. Go to the pit right now. No. Go back to the pit. Go back to the pit. No. Yes. By the power of Jesus Christ. Touch. Ah! Burn. Ah! Burn. demonic scream. Wow. The, the length of that scream was wild. Yes. Wow. Is it gone? Is it gone? Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit already? I don't think I, I you pray in tongues yet? I a little bit, I think, but Alright, so let's get you really activated so this thing can't come Please, please, thank you. How does it feel to be free? Uh, awesome. Yeah. I, ha I have stomach problems. Is it in my stomach? Yes. Yeah, because I have digestion That's issues. That's why when I stuff. touched you, you went, yeah. ah! 
Okay, thank you so much. I can't even do that screen. <laughs> I'm not crazy, I can't right? Do it that either. was a wild screen. I was surprised yes. hearing it out of myself too. It was like, ah! you can't. You got some lung power. That's all I can say. <laughs> What's your name, girl? Cat. Cat, you're wonderful. Thank Jesus you. wants to use you. I want to. I want to be I used mean, by Him. I surrender my life. You know what you got? A prophetic call. Okay? That means you're going to see things in the Spirit and hear things in the Spirit, okay? Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Activate me. Activate me. For your kingdom. For your kingdom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And give me my prayer language. Give me my prayer language. Say, give me my prayer Oh, give me my prayer language. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You ready? Mm -hmm. Father, I thank you for this wonderful woman of God. I pray right now, fill her with the Holy Ghost, Lord. You ready? We're gonna pray in tongues. Let it flow. Yeah, just let it go. Tongue, mouth, and lips, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank Jesus. You, you, got, you got tongues, you know that, right? Yes, yes. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. Have Praise a great God. day. God bless you. Thank you. God bless your ministry. Thank God you. God bless you, girl. Any help you have? Oh, thank you. Love it, love it, love the testimonies. Guys, listen, there's 3,000 of you. If you're not subscribed to Daniel Adams, this is like, I'm showing you guys a little appetizer here. He has literally hours and hours and hours. I'm like, bro, send me footage. He's like, I don't even know where to start. I mean, there's literally so much footage on his YouTube channel of the power of God in action. Um, it's just incredible, guys. So you need to make sure you're subscribed. He's about to hit, he needs to hit 100,000 tonight. If there's 3,000 of you, you need to go subscribe so we can get him to 100,000. He's like a thousand away. But yeah, these testimonies are just unbelievable. Just the power of God showing up. We're gonna go to, if you wanna say something about that one, I know we talked a little bit about the beach. Um, if you wanna talk about that girl at all, if not, we'll go on to the to the next one no it's just a simple i mean it was a deliverance encounter there's not much to say i mean she got free and you know the holy ghost touched her and did his thing so awesome love it all right we're gonna go to the next one check this out this testimony out guys this is powerful you want healing restoration restoration everything ah faith huh? let's see what happens can i touch your head yeah. what's your name Miss Beebs. Miss Beebs? Amen. <laughs> Father, we thank you for Miss Beebs. Lord Jesus, you heard her. She said restoration. I pray every spirit of infirmity to leave this woman's body. Years of pain, years of things, years of holdbacks. Touch it back. Leave her. Leave her. Leave her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be healed, woman of God. Be healed. Brand new in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hands be healed. Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, get it. Yeah. The back, everything's restored. Jesus' name. Even break feeling back in their hands, Lord. The anointing of the Holy Ghost and fire for your life, woman. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Now look. Knees be healed. Legs be healed. Hips be healed. Back be healed. Every hindering spirit, we break its power off of you. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Now listen. How would you know if something has just changed? I can feel it. I feel it. Just how I can feel this traveling through my body. What do you feel traveling? When the disease is traveling. Can you walk? A little bit. Can I move your walker? Mm -hmm. 
Jesus, put strength in her body. Let her legs walk. Let her back be strengthened. Let her body be strengthened. Yeah, the strength of the Lord in you, girl. In Jesus' name. Now walk by faith. steps aided by my friends holding me. Yeah. Well, now you're in the heaven of one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor. I want you to do something with me. Can you walk with me? Yeah. Come, come. Let's walk. Let's talk. that they all came true, right? <laughs> They're still coming true, baby girl. <laughs> Thank you. He's Thank you, church. Now listen, this is what I need you to do now. Stand on the promise. If you feel anything, glorify Jesus. Okay. Any pain that thinks it wants to see, Jesus, I give you the glory. <laughs> and you won't feel a thing. 
right. Don't ever come into acceptance with a lie. Remember, the enemy always wants to get back in. Yep. You know, I want to see you back here again. Like, uh, <laughs> you know? I will. It will happen. It's going to happen. It's happening. Yeah. You know, don't accept anything less than this. No, we go forwards, not backwards. Come on. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man, what a powerful testimony. Talk to us a little bit about that lady. Yeah, a friend of hers who, who had encountered the Holy Spirit was coming. This is when I, was still, ha I still had the church in Orlando. And uh, a woman brought this woman because she needed healing in her body, man. And, to be, and, and to, it surprised me. It totally surprised me because, look, when I laid hands on this woman, I felt nothing. I mean, sometimes, you know, you'll feel something. I don't live by feelings. I go by faith. But I was expecting, hey, I'm going to lay my hands on this woman. It's going to be like just an electric, like, bang, you know. And I laid hands on her, and I didn't even realize what was taking place. God does that sometimes. I took my hand off of her. I took my hand off of her in faith, and she just received it by, like, just she just totally ate it by faith. And she just walked, man, and walked from that, and all the pain was out of her body. She could bend. She couldn't bend. She was walking, moving. You saw run, a little bit of running. I mean, it was, it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty incredible when it was taking place, man. I mean, the whole church went wild. So I, it's funny you found that one because I, I wasn't meant to send that one to you, and you found it. So I was just – it was just I a really, it. really – I love it. She was saying, she's yeah. like, I was in a wheelchair and I'm in pain all the time. I can never do this. And she was like in shock. Everyone. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's a kingdom of God in action. I was telling him while the videos are playing, we're talking guys, by the way. Um, but I was telling him like, man, these, this footage is invaluable. This is what the world needs to see. This is what the church needs to see. Cause there's lo so little display of the power of God. And so I just want to commend you and honor you, bro, because like, hardly anybody's doing this like actually posting videos of god's kingdom moving in action and this is what jesus said he said let them see your works so that they can glorify your father in heaven so i love it love it love it you guys type one if you want us to play a couple more here because i'm fired up i could watch these honestly all day um some of you are like eight seasons watching the office no problem and you, you get bored watching these you got something wrong with you you need to get delivered these are these are i could watch these all day i mean i love seeing the power of god move um, we're going to play another one here. This is a girl who encountered encountered Jesus, I believe, just on the streets here, but we're going to play this one. And fill me, and fill me with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Ghost, and fire, and fire, in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, what's your name again? Michelle. Michelle, watch. Father, I thank you for Michelle. Holy Ghost, she's yours. Get her. Yeah. Fill her, Lord. Yeah. Fill her. Be set free, girl. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Fill her. More. More. Yeah. There you go. Lay back. Lay back. Put your hand on your belly. Be filled. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Be free, girl. Be free. No longer will there be demonic torment on your life. No more will there be holdbacks on your life. In Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now let it go. Let it flow. Let it flow. Move your mouth. Yep, yep, yep. There it goes. Let it flow. That's tongues. Keep going. There you go. Keep it going. 
Yeah, you got it. Now give them more confidence. Go. Yeah. 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 You got it. Get baptized in the Holy Ghost. What was that? <laughs> it's called the Holy Ghost. It's called the look, it's called the anointing, it's called deliverance, and it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Wow. How do you feel? Free like a child. <laughs> I feel like a kid. Come on, high five, girl. I feel Thank like you. a kid. Yeah, it's weird. Like, really light. Yeah. Uh, I can't describe it. I feel free, though. I, I definitely feel free. Your whole life will change. You'll never be the same. It's like I can breathe. And I can see colors. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I can see colors before, but, like, things are way more vibrant. Wow. This is called freedom. Heaven. Come on. Praise God. Thank you so much. Amen. Bless you, girl. <laughs> this is Jesus, man. <laughs> Jesus is alive, man. It is finished, baby. Let's do this. Come on. I love people's reaction when they get touched by the power of God and they're just like, what just happened? And that's what God wants for all of you, all of you in the chat tonight in Jesus name. We're believing for the power of God to touch you. It's just incredible. Anything you want to say about that one? And then I'm going to, I'm going to jump to the, to the last one here. No, I mean, she was just hang you know, she was with uh, another brother in Christ out there and uh, she was hungry to encounter the power of Jesus, man. So you know, when people use certain types of words, I know that we got to give them that opportunity. So the opportunity opened and her hunger level caused her to encounter the Holy Spirit that way, you know? So it was so just good. really encouraging to see her. Hunger. Love it. Yeah. This next one, guys, is some younger girls. I wanted to add this one because God is touching this younger generation with deliverance, with healing. If you guys don't know, there's people in the Bible that were children that were demonized. And so God wants to, I think we forget this, deliver our children, deliver our husband, our wife, our kids. Everybody wants to deliver all of us. So this is awesome because there's deliverance and healing, but it's, it's specifically younger people. So I really, really want to add this one. Let's let's roll this here. So awesome. Lord, 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 restore, restore our purity. Watch, Lord Jesus, restore that purity. Freedom in Jesus' name. Free, free, free. I command this unclean spirit out of the life. Come out, come out.
touched they're like what just happened tell us a little bit about that those first two girls and then the girls after yeah those first two girls had a very um you know dark past and what happened is you know the, they were ready to release it they confessed to me some things and that spirit that was between them uh actually come off of them they had probably they were dealing with the same type of demonic infestation and then what you don't see you see if you watch the other video like the full video is their dad had went to the car during that. He saw that the father got convicted, went to the car and brought all his drug paraphernalia to the to the Come to the on. place and, and gave it. And he threw it away. He brought his medical marijuana, his pipe and everything and threw it away after he saw that. So the whole family got touched. The mother got delivered too and touched. So uh, that was pretty powerful. And then the other girls, they were they just had seen what was happening. They were part of that dance group that came chain breakers. And uh, they got the one girl couldn't believe that she got healed so fast, like her back got healed, and the other one just took it by faith too. So it's it's so awesome to see the young people. You know, God, if God can get them early, man, that's what matters. If we can take back what the enemy stole early, we don't have to live with years and years and years of mess. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is the children's bread. Like literally, not just like like not just scriptural rise. Literally, the children's bread. It's for the children. Deliverance, healing, miracles. I want this to be normal for my kids. I want this to be normal. Now, I'm not saying go tell you take your two year old and let him watch deliverance videos, but at the same time, I have all these people, man, that hit me up. They're like, yeah, my little kids watching, my four year old watches all your videos, and I'm like, really? Because I have a lot of videos on deliverance and stuff. But the end of the day is, man, we're making the kingdom of God normal. We're making the power of God normal so that they're when they're grow up It's like hey, no, I grew up in the power of God I grew up in the presence of God and this is God's desire for this generation with everything that the world is throwing at them We want to throw at them the power the presence the miracle power of God the even the children are looking for the supernatural That's why every show if you don't believe me go on Netflix tonight on your kids Netflix 
every show is about magic witches warlocks it's all demonic and you're gonna come up in here and say oh deliverance isn't for kids and it's not for young kids like but you let them watch all this demonic stuff on netflix but the enemy knows that the children are open to the supernatural and so we got to give them the supernatural power of god we got to get our kids in atmospheres where miracles are happening deliverances are happening healings are happening so that they could be exposed and that the supernatural could become natural that when they grow up they're like it's normal for the supernatural presence of god i think some of you are trying to convince your grown kids about god because you never put them in an atmosphere where the presence of god was manifesting or you know where god's presence wasn't showing so i think it's vital we're seeing a youth revival we're seeing god move in young people and we need to see it more is there any closing remarks you want to make i know it's it's way later for you than it is for me we're about an hour and a half in i definitely wanted to have you pray over everyone in the chat i know god is raising up evangelists but i just want to give you a chance here if there's any closing remarks anything you wanted to say before we pray yeah i just i, I just want to encourage everybody that's watching right now guys revival is now and and take advantage and take heed to this right now guys because a lot of time in the if you read about the old revivals and things like that what you see is people usually didn't realize they were in revival until revival had passed mm. and they go wow that was there i don't believe we're going to have to worry about this revival passing as long as you guys will wake up and be revival in this hour we need more of you we need more people to surrender and submit themselves to jesus christ in this hour like never before the enemy is fully pushing his agenda and his ways. Now God's people need to raise up with heaven's agenda and heaven's ways. Remember, we are living epistles. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So guys, I want to challenge each and every one of you. I know you've seen the videos. You've heard us talk about evangelism and stuff. I just want to challenge you guys to please, my heart cry in this hour is that the church will become revival like she's always been called to be. Okay, don't let people hold you down. Don't let control and, and stuff hold you down. You have permission from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Remember, nobody, no man, no woman, no, no angel, no demon can stop you from using your mouth to profess the good news in the streets of Jesus Christ. If anybody tells you not to do, do that, that is the accuser of the brethren wanting to stop you from going out and sharing the gospel that is crushing his kingdom. So I just want to challenge you guys to become revival today. Let today be a, a call to everybody watching to please stand up and become revival. We need it now more than ever. And just don't watch us do it. You become it too. So good. Daniel, before we end here, bro, I want to, I just honor you. I appreciate your time. Would you do me a favor? Pray over the chat. Those of you watching, I'm receiving this as well. I want to be an evangelist like never before. Every one of you are called to do the work of an evangelist. And we're just going to pray the power of the fire of the Holy Spirit over you guys. And that God would just send you out with, with the authority to just do what he's called you to do. Yeah, just if everybody watching right now, I believe that anointing will be released upon your life uh, to go out and carry the fire of revival wherever you are, anywhere you are, any place, it's going to be released right now. You only have to receive this by faith. The way you receive this is just have an open heart, fully submitted, fully surrendered, and receive this as coming from God because it is coming from God. Test it in the word. God says become revival, right? He says be a son and daughter of God. All creation is groaning for you to wake up now. Don't let the rocks cry out. All right, I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you right now for every ready heart watching in this chat right now to become revival. I feel like, guys, somebody is going to be baptized afresh in the Holy Ghost and fire. There is going to be a purifying on this chat right now. Father, I thank you right now for the anointing and glory of Jesus Christ. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Holy Ghost, I pray right now, 
get them. Change everything about their life. I pray right now, Lord, anoint them for this season. Anoint them for this time. Stir the gift that is on the inside of them. As Paul said, I come to stir the gift on the inside. I pray right now, stir those waters, Lord. Awaken the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, do your thing. They're yours, Lord. Stir in them. Baptize them afresh in the Holy Ghost and fire in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. Tonight is your guys' night. Listen, please, everyone, I'm going to sow. Daniel didn't ask me for anything, but I want to sow into him tonight significantly. I know he's going to tell me no, but I'm going to do it anyways, regardless of what he says. So please sow into what God is doing. We're not charging. All of our content is free. Um, He has literally hundreds of hours on his channel on YouTube for free. I have hundreds of hours on my channel for free. So support the ministry. We're not charging for this. Support the ministry. The links to give are there in the chat. And then also, everybody, listen, don't jump off and be like, I got to go finish cooking pasta. No, listen. Go subscribe to his channel. Let's get him to 100K. I know a bunch of you are, but do me a huge favor. All of you watching on the replay, all of you listening on Charisma Podcast right now, I know you're listening to this. I need you guys to go subscribe to, what is your official channel name? Because a lot of them are going to listen on Charisma Podcast this week and iTunes and Spotify. What is the official YouTube that they could type in to, to subscribe? Uh, yeah, all you have to do is type in The Supernatural Life and I instantly will come up. Just type on, uh, click on that. And hit that subscribe button, man, and it'll and it'll give you access to everything you need. So everybody needs to go do that, please. Let's get to that 100K. It'll happen today, tomorrow. It's going to happen right here this week. I'm excited for it. Thank you so much, bro, for being on. We definitely got to do... Guys, we got to do... I'm just going to say it now, man. I'm going to I'm gonna make you uh, just commit here. We got to do an in-person event together, man. An outdoor, Thank outdoor you. event. Thank Let's rock it, man. Uh, Let's bro. do it. How do you out of your mouth now i gotta hold you to your word you let's hear me let's do it bro let's do it we're gonna shake up california or florida wait you're in florida is that right yeah i'm i'm, I'm in orlando dude i need to get out to florida i just told my chat last night my next my only other two places i'm gonna go this year are florida and um southern california because i already went everywhere i want to go this year but man i gotta get out there to florida and we gotta rock it outdoor somewhere because we got a ton of people on florida i know you've been coming to california i gotta get out there we'll shake up all those demons in florida we'll make them pack their bags and move out um let's set something up man i would love to do something together in florida we'll just go to the park or something man we don't even need to get a building don't matter to me, baby. Wherever we do it, let's do it for Jesus, let's do man. It. Let's do it, man. <laughs> hey, man, thanks so much for being on. I'm going to text you right after this, bro. I appreciate you and love you, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, love you too, man. Awesome. We'll talk soon. God bless, bro. Take care. God bless. What an incredible night, guys. Come on, somebody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.